Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. It is such a pleasure to have Caitlin Keene on the podcast today. She is an Olympic trials marathoner, and she has won people. She has won the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati, Ohio, twice. I actually used to live in Cincinnati, so this is quite impressive um, to me, and I'm just so excited to have her on the podcast. She has a passion for bringing women to, I believe, exercise and movement and just encouraging everyone to get out there and do their thing. Did I cover it pretty well, Caitlin? Give us some more on you. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. Gina. Um, I am so excited to talk to you. I feel like my space in the running world has started to grow and grow just more over the past year in 2022. Um, and it means so much to me to be able to get to share my passion for running and for exercise with so many different types of people and women across the country. And I think that, you know, social media spans across the world too. So um, that means means a lot to me to be able to get to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, as you said, I did qualify for Olympic trials in 2020. So I qualified actually in 2018, but I ran in 2020. Um, and then, you know, because it, everything was crazy, I ran in the Olympic trials and then two weeks later, the world shut down. So <sighs> that gives yeah. you an explanation about how, the next two years kind of went for me, um, as I think they did for everyone else. Um, I did experience like a huge shift in my relationship with running pre and post pandemic. Um, it was quite the experience for me. I would say that prior to COVID and, and like Olympic trial, like all the way up to the Olympic trials, I had had this seemingly like healthy positive relationship with running because I, you know, I'd been a high school athlete. I'd been a standout college athlete. I had a full scholarship to run, um, in college. And then, you know, I didn't really see a whole lot of setback, um, leading into the Olympic trials and then Olympic trials happened and then COVID hit. And I was really faced with how to like approach running. Was it going to be for passion? Was it going to be for competition? Was it going to be just for general exercise? Um, and we can get into a little bit more of that later, but, um, you know, I've, I've definitely grown so much in the last two and a half years and have developed a much better vision, um, for my running self and my running career and, and more so just for like my personal health journey in general. Yeah, I think this is awesome. And I love to hear that out of a, this pandemic and all the craziness that we've been through, that you can look back and say, oh my gosh, I've grown so much. And, yeah. you know, I've like sort of come up with a better vision and plan and I've pivoted and, and whatever else. So, I mean, I think that's, it's an awesome lead into, you know, a question that I like to start off with. And that, that is your, you know, your vision or your mantra or the, your philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be for life, Caitlin, but also for, mm -hmm. for your running pursuits as well. Yeah, I, I've always been somebody who loves a mantra. I have to have something to repeat to myself when I'm running, when there is a workout that's really hard, when I'm trying to get myself to the end of it. I've always been the queen of having like a little saying that gets stuck in my head. And sometimes it's the same one from workout to workout. Um, sometimes it changes or it's like a song quote. Um, today, I don't know. I haven't done my work. My 
run yet, so I didn't have one pop in my head today. Um, but more my, my vision um, for my life is to be authentic. Um, I moved around a lot as a kid. I lived in Cincinnati, and I know you live in California now. Um, I actually grew up in Northern California. And then I moved to Cincinnati. And then when I was in high school, I moved to Texas. And it hasn't been more until recently how much I've seen how doing all those things as a kid really shaped me and my life as an adult. And I would say the thing that I am the happiest about to see like my vision has become like being myself has what is what got me through all of those things. Um, and it's it's made me really unafraid to be who I am, no matter if it's going to be unpopular in that situation. Um, and I think it's really, it's really easy to say like, Oh yeah, just be yourself or be authentic. Um, but you know, sometimes it, it is really hard when you get sucked into, you know, the world of social media or the world of your peers and you're doing something that's not the same as everyone else. Um, it's not so easy to be authentic sometimes yeah. if you want to fit in, um, but I would say it's much more fun to do and be, do things that I love to do and be who I am than to fake it and downplay who I am or what I like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great. It's great <laughs> feedback and great advice. And you know, anyone out there right now, uh, you know who you are. If you find yeah. that you're going through the motions and you're really not letting people into who, you know, your true self, um, and your authentic self, um, this is the moment listeners where you're listening and you're going to let someone in today to how you're really feeling. When the next time someone asks you, how are you? Don't just say fine, you know, respond authentically. Um, and you be surprised where that gets you wouldn't you agree Caitlin totally and I <laughs> I'm sorry I think and one of the things too is like it's it's actually I mean it's a day-to-day um it's a day-to-day struggle to it's so easy to say like be yourself and be authentic sometimes I know it is hard there's people around you there's peer pressure there's like p- things telling you like why would you run 20 miles why would you th- I, it's like there's so many things that can crash down on you and make it hard for you to be yourself I sometimes find like if I'm you know in my office and someone's like how far did you run today and I'm like oh I did 10 miles this morning and they're like oh my gosh you're crazy that's crazy and it's kind of like do I want to be like haha yeah like it's crazy when I really don't think it's crazy, it's just something <laughs> I love to do, you know, it's like that, even like that small thing about being yourself, like, do you either downplay it or be like, haha, yeah, I know, like, I, I, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. But like, you know, to the general population, like, it is a big deal. Like, that is amazing that you got up at 5am and ran 10 miles before you went to work. Um, so, you know, be yourself in that way, too. Just, it's, it's a difficult, um, it's a difficult thing to do day and day, day in and day out. But I think it gets easier the more you practice it and the more that you train your brain with those thoughts. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, a couple of things. One, I hear you saying that you know it's important for us to remember not to let others and their feedback or whatever their input squash our joy and the mm-hmm. things that we love to do. Um, and I think that that's really an important thing to keep in mind. Um, if someone doesn't quite agree with you know the way you live your life or 
the things that bring you joy or your passions, that's okay. But sometimes you're right. It's hard to let that roll off, you know? Um, yeah. it's, it's hard to let it go. And it really is. It's a constant, you know, it's a daily thing to keep that vision for yourself and, and stay plugged into the things you love and not to have guilt and not to let others mm-hmm. take that from you. Um, and then uh, the other thing I want to discuss, go back to a little bit that you kind of talked about a few minutes ago, and that's the fact that you moved around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like you've had your your you know comfort zone pushed a little bit, and certainly yeah. that happens when we train for a marathon. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more about how you feel like your strength has grown and deepened through those different struggles you face, Caitlin. As a family, we faced a lot of difficult um, things together when I was growing up. Um, and Northern California seemingly in my mind had a really, you know, perfect kind of life. I mean, I went to a great school. I've known all my friends since I was five. I was the family who's my mom. My mom, you know, was the fashion show chair. My dad coached all of our basketball teams. My dad was the president of the men's club. And then we like just all of a sudden moved across the country. And, you know, I was so, I'm so lucky that I grew up in that situation, but then moving and having all of that change so drastically was difficult when you're 11 years old. I was really, I would say decently sheltered, um, in those ways. And then moving across the country, we lived in a hotel. I actually lived in in Kentucky and drove to grade school for the first two months. Um, and you know, I think that that taught me a lot to to grow up. Um, I was like, I was seeing things for the first time, you know, um, I was going to school and seeing these kids, you know, at the time kind of pre teenagers fighting about stupid stuff or, you know, being teenage bullies and none of what I, what I've been, but I'd seen earlier now as, you know, in have, seeing a new life, I didn't resonate with, I felt like anyone in my grade anymore. It was like, okay, I've like, I've seen different stuff now. I've gone through something hard. Um, I don't really resonate here anymore. So like, what do I do? And that's when I actually started running around my block just to kind of cope with, like not feeling like I fit in or related to anybody that I was around anymore. Um, And then I moved to Texas right before I started high school and it was just exasperated a bit more. I mean, I did go it to move to Texas, like right before I started high school. So I was in a similar boat as everyone in that grade, but I had just moved from a total another state in the last two years. Um, so I would say that all of those moments made me a lot stronger as a person. Um, it also showed me like what is important, you know, teenage drama and, and fighting with other kids and, you know, all of these things just like, wasn't something that I related to as much anymore. Like that I saw that there were bigger problems, um, going on. And I just, I had to grow up. I had to grow up really fast. Like my comfort zone was pushed at a really young age. And I think that that's what made me like, I didn't, I wasn't as scared to put myself in uncomfortable situations or do difficult things a whole lot after 
after those two things, after moving, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's a lot there that you just said. And one is that, you know, when we have the opportunity to push our comfort zone a little bit, we get better and better at it, right? We get stronger and stronger every time, time, even though it sort of sucks in the moment. Yeah. Um, At the time, it's (laughs) awful. Like at the time, it's so challenging to be like, this sucks. Like, I just want to fit in. I just want to like do what all the other girls are doing, or I want to do what all the other people are doing. I want, you know, to have lived here my whole life and know where all these places are, but that wasn't my reality. So I, you know, quickly had to adapt and change. I actually think that that's what I wrote, like my essay going into college about, I wrote it about like having to learn how to be adaptable. Um, And I think that that is a quality that's carried me through adulthood is learning how to adapt and cope with change. Absolutely. And it's such a skill and it's so necessary. And if we're always just sort of um, relaxing in our comfort, not to say there's not a place for that, but if we're always doing that, we really don't have this opportunity to grow and to right. unravel our strength. And the other piece of it that I liked um, that you said was sort of that you were almost looking at things with new eyes, like you saw right. things in a different way. And I think that is like so beautiful and poignant and, mm-hmm. and applicable, you know, across across all of our stages in life. If we push our comfort zone a little, if we talk to someone that we might not normally engage with if we you know explore an issue or the opposite opinion on an issue or if we go you know run a new race distance or whatever it is we're we're gonna see these situations with new eyes and that's the beauty that's the magic I think um yeah Truly. So um, I love that. And sort of along these lines, I love, this is a new question I've had for 2022. We're almost through 2022. I hope I don't have to give it up because I love it so much. But 2022 is so nice. I don't want to leave 2022. (laughs) Um, But tell me a little bit, Caitlin, um, about courage for you. What does courage mean um, to Caitlin Keene? It means doing things afraid. Um, I don't think having courage means that you are so brave that you don't fear anything. I think having courage means that you know that things can go wrong and that it's going to be hard and challenging. And sometimes it might feel like you're alone, but I think courage means that you're going to do it regardless of all the things that that are going against you because all it takes is sometimes one thing to go right. Um, So that's really having courage for me. This the marathon is really a, is really a scary race. I mean, it's it's not easy. Things can go wrong all the time, training wise. I mean, you have to stack days on days, which turn into weeks, which turn into months, and it's a long process. I mean, marathon training. I'm right in the middle of it right now. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. You know, I have a workout in the morning, and I think it's easy to be like, okay, I'm kind of scared of this workout, like, what if I don't hit the pace that I was given? But the thing is, is you just have to believe and have enough courage to try and give yourself the chance. I mean, it's like, you don't even give yourself the chance, you're never going to know if you quit before you even start, you have no idea of what you're capable of. So that's a decently long winded answer about courage. But really doing things afraid, regardless of what I mean, you could still fail. That's but that. Failure is not really a failure if you've learned how to change something and try it again a different way. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it reminds me of a quote, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like every success comes about through multiple failures that happened before, you know? Um, And I, yeah, and I think that's totally, I mean, for, for, I I have not run a marathon. I've done halves. In fact, I'm training for a half right now. (laughs) I think every, you know, it does, I, I want to, I want to correct myself. It doesn't have, it's not just the marathon. I think any distance is scary, no matter what, if it's new and you're, and it's challenging for you. I think everyone has their own um, challenges to face regardless of the distance. I mean, running a 5k is going to be different for me than running a marathon. It's not going to be easier. It's going to be challenging in a different way. It's going to be faster. I'm going to have to focus on different things and more anaerobic than aerobic activity. You know, every single thing is going to present it totally so we just can't sit and wait for the fear to pass sometimes we just have to do these things afraid um our interview was cut a little bit short this time with caitlin but i loved chatting with her and i hope that she and i are able to reconnect sometime in the near future in the meantime i hope you listeners uh, got some positive vibes out of this conversation and a couple takeaways to um, help you lean into your authentic selves and embrace the opportunity to get out there and get uncomfortable. Be unafraid to be who you are. We believe in you. Let's lift each other up. Connected, we can rise.